1: Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, K Pittman, here alongside the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. For the start of another week, as we're recording this, fewer than 24 hours away from free agency starting. So the chaos is going to begin for the Bucks. That's where we're going to turn our attention today, and specifically, Bobby Portis, and PJ Tucker and the financial ramifications of what could potentially happen here. There's been lots of reports about PJ Tucker returning, Bobby Portis returning. So we're going to get into the details there, how the Bucks can make it happen, why they are going to be able to make it happen if the players are willing to come back for a certain dollar amount. So Frank, of course, is the money expert there. We're going to get into that. This is a continuation of the podcast yesterday where we broke down the draft. Yes, there was a weekend podcast. So if you missed that, go back. We spoke about the two draft picks that the Bucks had. We spoke about the trade, whether that was a good decision, why it went down, the timing of the deal. So we covered all that on the weekend pod. So make sure you go back and check that out. But for right now, let's dive into the continuation of the conversation as we get into Bobby Portis, PJ Tucker, and free agency. Let's use... Mamu as a segue into Bobby Portis then, because you spoke about the defensive question marks. And again, we can't sit here and have any clue what uh, he's going to look like defensively. And As you said, maybe we'll get a bit of a glimpse in the summer league. Uh, I think with the other guys that we're expecting to play there with Jordan Wara and Sam Merrill, it's going to be a lot of fun. But the one thing I would say with Mamu in in particular, for those that are you know, perhaps talking themselves into him playing this year, just remember again, he's playing the same position regardless of what he can do with the ball in hand and his passing ability. He's playing the same position as Giannis, Brooke Lopez, potentially Bobby Portis, and also PJ Tucker, depending on what the Bucks do. So let's, let's just be realistic about this, but the defensive stuff is interesting because I do think that there is something to be said for the Bucks' coaching staff and the individual skill sets of the players that they do have in the roster from a teaching perspective. And That's where we can move into Bobby Portis, who uh, did decline his option today. So, Frank, I'll leave that for you to dive into the numbers in terms of the taxpayer mid-level. We've already discussed these potential options the Bucks could do to bring back Bobby Portis. There's been some reporting out there that makes it seem that there might be some mutual agreement or certainly strong interest in bringing Bobby back. I don't think that that's a big surprise. But I was speaking to someone that uh, was very close to this Bucks team this year was on the bench, and they said that this year was really the first time that Bobby Portis had had people really dedicate time to teaching him defense. Now, it's staggering that they could happen at this time, but I do think what we saw from Bobby Portis as the season went on, that uh, for all the question marks that he had, at least at the end, they found a way that he could play some sort of role defensively. Now, he's never going to be Giannis. He's never going to be Brook Lopez as a a big. We understand that. But I do think that the Bucs are in a good position where they can help guys out on that end. But moving on to Bobby Portis, it'll be interesting to see. I think all the fans would love to see him back. I think Giannis and the Bucs would love to have him back. And I think probably Bobby Portis would love to come back. But there's no doubt that he probably earned himself some money with the run that he had and particularly some of the performances that he had in the NBA finals, Frank. So uh, I, I don't want to step on your toes here, but I believe that the taxpayer mid-level is 5.2. or It's around there, but you can, you can go through the figures. I, I think what what is clear is that Portis could probably get more money elsewhere this season. But what options do the Bucs have to bring him back uh, potentially for for multiple years here if they can come up with some sort of arrangement that will satisfy both parties.
0: Yeah. So as, as we've said, you know, the difference between, and I still had people kind of tweeting at, I mean, today when I um, tweeted out the uh, story from Jake Fisher Mm -hmm. uh, talking about, um, why don't I use the, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up the exact language that that Jake used, but the the long and short of it was that they were, you know, strongly um, driving towards, a uh, an agreement with PJ Tucker to bring him back for something in the range of two years, twenty million, which is pretty much like basically the the tax the sorry the non-tax MLE for two years. Mm-hmm. Now they're not using the non-tax mid-level on PJ; they have full bird rights, so they can go over the tax to or sorry go over the cap to sign him, and they don't have to use an exception to do that. Um, but it makes sense because you know Bobby or, or PJ's ceiling in free agency was probably going to be right around two years at the non-tax mid-level. You can imagine maybe some contending team that still has their non-tax mid-level exception might throw that at PJ. He's 36. Just given, he's exactly. You know, he's, he's older. Um, maybe he doesn't get that amount, but, but that feels like the ceiling. Like, I don't think a cap space team is, is going to throw more than that at him. But, you know, a lot of teams are, still have the non-tax mid-level at around close to $10 million. So, you know, basically saying, all right, PJ, don't worry about it. Come back here, we'll basically give you that same amount of money to stick around. And and again, you know, there's no fungibility between that money and Bobby. You can't take PJ's money and spend it on Bobby Portis. Uh, you can't take that $10 million and use it to sign some other free agent because of the bird rights. It's basically a slot that you can only use on PJ. And as we've also said, you know, the other big piece of this is if you don't re-sign guys with bird with bird rights, then basically. You know, you're essentially kind of punting on a salary slot that you could use in trades as well. So, the upside of having you know him on a two year deal, obviously, the main thing is you think he's still going to be a guy that that can help you, especially in the playoffs, as we saw this year. Um, you know, of course, PJ has limitations. He's 36 years old. You know, at some point, he's going to drop off to the point that you know you're going to be better off going a different direction. But really, the question is where are you going to go find a minimum level player in free agency, essentially? You know, if you say that, you know, okay, let's, let's use the $5.9 million to replace Bobby Portis slash potentially also get yourself a, a backup point guard. Um, then if you're not resigning PJ, then you really only have, um, you know, the, the minimum amount to, to spend on a guy that that would technically replace him. So um again it's it's kind of those things where it's like unless you're really concerned about ownership's tax bill, which again, as fans, you don't have to care about that. I mean you should be aware of it because it it obviously will impact things at some point at some point ownership isn't going to want to pay you know more more in taxes um but uh you know i I'm always still surprised at how much people want to save ownership money um <laughs> as fans um which you know is. Anyway, that's a longer discussion, but but anyway, so yeah, PJ basically seems it seems like the the team was um, driving towards towards a a figure uh, with PJ, and and that I think that's consistent with what we've been hearing as well. That it seems like he's been their um, their priority here uh, from the start. You know, basically since they won the title, all indications are that you know, PJ is the guy that they would prioritize. And part of that is because, as you were alluding to, they just can't pay Bobby Portis. Uh, anything that they want uh, because he's only been with them one year. And PJ, again, has only been with the Bucks for half a year, but he was coming on a multi-year contract and hadn't switched teams. So basically his bird rights um, transferred over with him, whereas Bobby signed a new contract with the Bucks is on a one-year deal. So he's what you call a non-bird free agent. So they could offer him 120% of his previous salary, about $4.5 million, um, to come back. Uh, without having to use their taxpayer mid-level, so the, the non-bird exception, as it's called, is still actually an exception. Um, it it may say non-bird, but it is still kind of a bird rights type situation, but it's just more limited version of it. Um, so yes, they can offer him a raise, uh, but you know, four and a half million obviously is is probably not anything close to what he could get on the open market. So um, you know, they have two options. Try to convince him to you know basically take a a, a modest new deal at four and a half million uh, they would keep their taxpayer mid level they would go spend on other players uh, and realistically, if you give Bobby like another one plus one gives him you know the ability to opt out in a year and you know maybe you have an understanding with him that you're gonna reward him at that point because a year from now uh, you'd have basically more flexibility uh he would be an early bird free agent so you can offer him a little more than the full mid-level, so about $10 million a year. So you'd be able to give him more money, not unlimited money, which maybe is also a good sign. You know, Let's be honest, Bobby Portis is not like a $15 million a year player, um, especially in his role in the Bucs. But you could bring him back next year at a, a number more consistent with probably what he could get this summer. Um, and so you could do that either at that 120% number or you could use your full taxpayer mid-level um, at five point nine million dollars starting salary uh, to bring him back. But again, if you do that, then you know any other guys you want to sign, you're limited to essentially minimum minimum contracts uh, this summer. So, you know your your best case scenario from a flexibility standpoint is somehow convince Bobby to take that 120 percent offer. You know, tell him, hey, we'll uh, you know wink wink, take care of you next summer, and you keep that powder dry of the of the taxpayer mid level. And you can go out and you know add one or more players using that. You can split it. You can use it on one guy, whatever you want to do. Um, and that's sort of how you can finish out the roster. Or you could also, you know, you could in theory keep some of that powder dry as well for in-season moves. And you know, you could sign a guy mid-season for more than the minimum, for instance. Which at that point as well, keep in mind um, if you're signing guys like you know late in the season or something like that their their salary number gets prorated at that point. So actually the tax impact is is kind of favorable. So so we'll see kind of what the Bucks end up, you know, opting to do there. Um, but those are basically your options. And it is gets the same thing with Bryn Forbes as with Bobby. You know, yes, the they could offer Bryn Forbes the tax for a mid-level, but we know they're not going to do that. Um I, I, it doesn't seem like it's impossible that for Bryn to come back, but it does seem you know, highly unlikely. And interestingly, um the Nets were, were mentioned. Yeah,
1: I, was, yeah, I thought that was interesting.
0: Which is, which is kind of funny that, uh, that the Nets would be the team to, to be mentioned. And just, just to give you guys the actual quote, this is from Jake Fisher writing a Bleacher Report. The reigning champion Bucks are believed to have interest in re-signing versatile defender PJ Tucker on a deal framework for two years, $20 million, sources said. There's also a belief that Bobby Portis and Milwaukee hope to strike a deal, which I think is interesting because it had seemed like some of Bobby's comments, you know, um, you know, and technically he declined his player option today, which, again, was always what he was going to do. Even if he wants to come back, it makes total sense for him to decline his player option because, you know, worst case scenario, the Bucks can give him that 20% raise and maybe give him a, another player option for next summer, which, you know, is certainly even if he wants to come back on a discount, is better than just opting in. So there never made any sense for him or Brent Forbes for that matter to opt, to opt in. So of course they were going to opt out. Now the question is just, you know, is he willing to um, to take likely less money to uh, to take that short deal and potentially cash in uh, a year from now with the bucks? So that that I think is the summary of of free agency to this point. And I don't know, Kane, if if anything else kind of struck struck you as kind of reading the tea leaves here. Or, kind of trying to piece together what the Bucks roster is is shaping up to look like here post-draft and you know, right ahead of free agency on Monday.
1: All right, it's Built Bar time now, Frank. Uh, the best tasting protein bar that has ever been made. And we are celebrating freedom of choice. Did you know Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're simply missing out. You can go to built.com and you can check out Uh, which one might suit you. It might be mint brownie. It might be cherry bar or It might be coconut. It might be salted caramel. There's a bunch there for you, and you can pick and choose which ones you want. Get a mixed box if you want and try all the different ones if you haven't been introduced to Built Bar just yet. Uh, But uh, the one thing we always say, they're healthy for you, which is great. Pre-workout, post-workout, pre-game, post-game, if you're just sitting on a damn couch and you want to snack, a Built Bar is the way to go. It's also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which is pretty cool with the Olympics going on right now. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED for 15% off at built.com. No, that, uh, that all makes sense to me, and I wouldn't be at all surprised to see if the Bucks were able to bring back both PJ Tucker and Bobby Porter so I think as you pointed to it, you know being able to keep that that exception there would be outstanding just in terms of roster construction because the one thing we've pointed to with the Dante DiVincenzo injury with the fact they didn't really take anyone in the draft that even if it was going to be questionable could fill a ball handling role uh, unless you know, you, you really want to get outrageous and say uh, Mamou will be the starting point guard for the Bucks next season. I, I don't think that's going to be the case or the starting two guard. But, yeah, I think there's still going to be a void with ball handling there. And they'll obviously try and fill that with uh, with veterans if they can. In free agency, we'll see what they're able to do there. But that, that'll be the big question mark for me, what they're able to keep uh, shelved there in terms of money, which we know is going to be super tight, and what they can do at the guard position because that is going to be Uh, a a real need that's going to be a need I mean we always spoke about the questions if they weren't able to get Tucker and Portis back but if they bring back both of those guys which I I probably thought they'd have one of them um, if they bring back both of those guys then they're going to need to fill uh, a spot at the guard position clearly Uh, I think that'll be the one thing that I'll be looking at there but free agency starts Monday night 6 p.m eastern time uh, August the 2nd there obviously a later start than what we're we're used to when it comes to free agency, but it's going to be interesting. I mean, this is the one thing um, that I also said in, in regards to the draft. I uh, wouldn't be too angry about uh, Pick 31. Save some rage for free agency, for, for guys that you don't, you don't want on the Bucks. You know, you've got to save some of that rage. If you're getting frustrated after, after draft night, um, you know, save, leave something in the tank. Leave something in the tank to get annoyed at free agency signings. Uh, I think that's always a, a smart move, Frank yeah
0: and I think just to recap i mean if 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 you do have p j and Bobby coming back, then you know essentially you have five guys from your playoff rotation already under contract. you've got Giannis, Chris, drew Brooke, and Pat, Dante being the number six guy, but you know with the injury, he'll hopefully come back and I mean John Horst said positive things about his recovery that you know it, he suggested that it was not a concern about him being able to come back at full strength, um, and that he was ahead of his schedule. But also, there was no real discussion of what that schedule <laughs> really was going to look like at this point. So, um, so anyway, so that 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 is to be continued with Dante. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, basically, you have those five guys under contract plus Dante in waiting, and then PJ and Bobby. Being kind of the sixth and seventh guys in the rotation, uh, while Dante is out. When Dante's back, then you have eight guys. I'd say that you feel good about in your rotation, and then after that is where you know it gets kind of goes up for grabs, right? So um, you know, in terms of the young guys, you've got the the non guaranteed Jordan, Jordan Wara, Sam Merrill, Mamadi Diakite, Elijah Bryant, uh, and then you have um, Mamu, uh, and of course. Um, if he actually is here, Yorgios, uh, um, and Thanasis obviously is also, you know, the the other piece here that we assume will come back. And the interesting thing is, I mean, if if they bring back all those guys, they keep all the second year guys, and if they if they actually roster both of those second rounders, you'll be at fifteen guys with that. And and you know, I think we talked about the other day just the tax reasons why it would be extremely costly to carry 15 guys from the start of the season. So I, I think in that case, you know, as we were sort of saying, something's got to give, um, you know, uh, I, again, Jordan War, I think, is, is very safe. Um, I've gotten the impression Diakite is, is probably safe, um, you know. And, and I think, just sort of asking around a little bit, I think, I think Kane, your instincts were right were right on Elijah Bryant being the maybe the most speculative of those four guys. Sorry. Um, I, I know. Real tough, real tough <laughs> look for for me. Huge, huge Elijah Bryant fan. The,
1: the, the um, Herd can sign him. The Herd can sign him. You can keep him around.
0: Well, that's I mean, that's the other thing, two years. I mean, you're gonna have two two uh uh two way spots. And you know, yeah. one thing it does look like it looks like two ways will not be playoff eligible next year. Mm. But, you know, let's be honest. Um
1: which, Bucks, is so, which is so dumb, by the way, Frank. Can I just say that? Because it doesn't matter. If you're using your two-way, Like, what's the point of not making them eligible? If a team's need required to use two-way players, they're probably in a bit of trouble. How about we talk about betonline.ag now, Frank, which is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is starting to really get interesting now. We can actually turn our attention to baseball a little bit. We've been so focused on basketball, but it's going to get exciting here. The Brewers are on fire. My Oakland Athletics made some pretty cool moves at the trade deadline, so everyone is getting a little bit excited. But on top of baseball, you can check out futures for the NBA, NHL, NFL, and also get all your UFC and MMA action there as well. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. Just head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.
0: Well, I mean, I think it's good, though, because, you know, it, it basically means you got to pay. You got to give those guys a real contract, you know. And, and you know, two ways are, are pretty reasonably paid at this point. It's not like they're, you know, making 50 grand or something like that.
1: But like J.R. Smith um, might sign a, a two-way and yeah. knock down a few threes <laughs> in the <phone. laughs>
0: Well, I mean, there's you know, there's the, the age limitation or the experience <laughs> yeah, limitations on them as well. Right. But you know, you don't have to worry. I, I think it's good that teams can't just sort of hide guys that are legitimate rotation players hmm. on in their two way spots. So, you know, they have to basically reward those guys if they actually turn out to be playoff type players, which was not, not the case this year. They did end up um, making a decision to let two way guys be eligible for the playoffs, which of course wasn't really, you know, wasn't actually really relevant for the box. Although, um, I guess uh, I guess Axel Tupan and and uh, Justin Jackson did actually get some playoff minutes this year, not any of consequence. Um, so so yeah, I, th- I think uh, it's just an interesting situation. I think something's gonna have to give there. And and again, I think uh, you know the guy you just picked 60th uh, in the NBA draft, who you know nobody thought was gonna get drafted, is, is probably the first guy on the chopping block that you wouldn't expect to to make it out of camp or, you know, beyond the roster come regular season time, or, you know, unless it's with a two-way spot. Uh, but I would say even beyond that, I mean, I, I think I would be very surprised if, um, you know, one of the uh, second-year guys uh, doesn't, you know, either get waived outright or gets waived and then brought back on a two-way or something like that, just because I feel like there's, I feel like you need one more veteran ring chasing type, whatever guy. I mean, I just think that's going to help you more next year than just carrying all of these young guys. So I think again, my, my expectation here, I think you're going to have 14 guys come out of camp, um, on the roster. And I think, uh, you know, I think probably, uh, to do that, a couple of the, uh, existing second, ra- second round guys from either this year or last year, um, you know, or actually last year, Brian was the second rounder last year, but basically the second year guys or, or the two second rounders this year. I think two of those guys probably uh, are not going to, not going to make it at least in terms of uh, guaranteed roster spots. So we'll see. We've got a whole, what do we have until late September when training camp opens to, uh, to sort of kind of begin to figure this out. But um, even then, I think there's going to be interesting uh, kind of battles in camp and, you know, you expect probably some veterans to, uh, to get, brought into camp to maybe give those young guys a a run for their money just to see again, um, if the bucks can find somebody that that maybe they like better, but, um, you know, maybe I guess we have to have a little bit of drama, uh, as, as much as we're all just sort of, you know, basking in that glow of, of a championship, I guess we have to have something to, to look forward to a little, a little competition in training camp. Maybe that'll be our, our big controversy. We'll fight to the death over, who's going to be the Bucks' 14th man on the, on the full-time roster. We, we need some, we need something to argue about uh, in Bucks Twitter and, you know, Bucks blogosphere, right? We, we can't just be happy that, that the, that the team won a championship. we got to have something to fight about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No question about that. Uh, as we wrap this up, locked on bets. I gotta, uh, gotta mention this show on the podcast that uh, I believe they've been doing pretty good work over there, but if, Betting on the NBA... Uh, sorry, betting on the NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team, favoured picks, and Lee Sterling's luck of the day. Now, of course, uh, the NBA futures are in order right now, but you can get MLB stuff there. NFL, I mean, we know the NFL's not too far away here, and uh, pro- there's probably you can probably bet on the Summer League. Who knows? But anyway... Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Let's wrap it up, Frank. The post-draft podcast is in the books for another year. What an absolute beauty it was. Now, the free agency opening up here in a couple of days, as we mentioned, so we're going to have you covered with that. Uh, The podcast doesn't stop. We're still rolling through five days a week, so uh, make sure if you aren't subscribed or you don't follow the podcast wherever you listen, you can do that now and you'll be able to keep up With everything that's going on with the Bucs and we are a week away from Summer League basketball. The summer of Mamu is just about to begin in Las Vegas, so we're going to be uh, watching that team very closely. Jordan Wara dropped another 20 points for Nigeria last night. Their Olympic campaign is done and dusted, but uh, he'll be coming to Vegas, I assume, and playing with this team as well. So it's going to be a fun squad to watch. Uh, Probably one of the the more interesting Summer League squads the Bucs have had in a while in terms of guys that... Who knows what they could potentially bring to the table as we talk about the depth of this Bucks roster. So uh, we'll be back to... Uh...
0: I want a championship, Kane. I want a, I want a Vegas championship. I'm getting greedy.
1: Well, this is the one thing I've always said. You know, People think that th- th- people always say you win one championship and you'll be happy for life. And while that's true, you also get greedy and you want more and more and you want to win every single game. So Summer League Championship is uh, in the sights of the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know who's going to be coaching. It might be Darwin Ham again. Who knows? But anyway... We'll certainly be watching there. So for Frank and myself, we'll wrap this up. We'll catch you guys tomorrow.